0: everybody, it's Danielle Kelly, D. Kelly 21, in studio here today at Real Talk 93.3 with Hunter Steele, Tip of the Spear. And we're joined with a very special, it's Rivalry Week. So, huge week. Huge week. So you already knew who I'd want to talk to. Um, I actually posted this question the other night about uh, your favorite FSU, p- people the people's favorite FSU Miami rivalry moment. And our special guest always comes up. The one and only Dexter Carter. How are you doing, Dex?
1: Hey, Danielle, I am doing wonderful. Hello, hello to you and Hunter.
0: It's so good to get to talk to you, my friend. I haven't gotten to talk to you in so long and I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, a lot of memories coming up this week and I, you know, I got it. I rewatched that 1989 game the other night. Um, and I had chills.
1: Yeah. It seems like a game that
0: doesn't get old, huh? No, it never gets old. <laughs> you put a penalty flag when somebody said on Clark's said. But
1: <laughs> you know what? That's one of those moments that won't be replicated, done again. And uh I, I don't even know if I'd do it if I had the same moment, but I tell you what, it meant so much at uh for us in that game, just the significance of you know, during my tenure there, you know, losing the first three years to them and then coming and beating them our senior year so it meant a lot to the program
0: oh yeah that game was huge i mean i honestly i don't think it's if at it it's one of the loudest games i remember at doke and that's way before the renovations and like you know more seats and all that stuff we have now so um it was completely great times Completely great time. So I'm going to pick your brain on some of your favorite um, FSU-Miami moments. I know the 1989 game definitely. Um, Yes. You scoring the touchdown out the box, set the tone. Uh, Miami had one of the top defenses in the nation. If not, were they number two or number one? I can't remember.
1: Oh, they were number one in the nation and didn't allow one 100-yard rusher on them all season except me. And they didn't allow it. I took it. We took it.
0: Yeah, you sure did. And you know, I was so when I was watching the game, I was like, I don't think people realize how much talent, how many stars we had on that team. Um, and you know, it's really funny when you see the the punter come out at one point, and it's Charlie Ward. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, people forget he was our starting punter his freshman year in '89.
0: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, is, does that go down as your favorite game, Dex?
1: You know what, I have to say that it definitely goes down as my favorite game. Uh, by You know, and I say by far, and that's no disrespect to all the other great games that we had over, you know, the four-year period when we were ranked two in the country twice, three in the country you know, a third time, and the first, and ended up being the first three years of that awesome dynasty that Coach Bowden created. So it's no down, you know. Talk to about these other games because we had some Auburn, LSU, Nebraska. Uh, I mean, man, you name it, we went anywhere, played anybody, and 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 and, and that's what uh, you know made us one of the top teams every year. And and allowed the beginning of that uh, run that we had in the nineties. But the first three the first three years of that was the last three years of the eighties when we got that thing started.
0: Yep, he would, and that's such a key. Like I wish people understood because I, you know, there's always the trolls that come after you. Uh, FSU didn't play anybody this and that, and I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bowden played anybody anywhere when they wouldn't come here. He's, he's like, I'll just right. go beat him there.
1: Absolutely. And to answer your question about um, the Miami games, you know, I can go back to 1986, which was my true freshman year and um, was one of the two guys that didn't get redshirted. You know, I think myself, Terry Anthony, and Ronald Lewis. So it was three of us. Um, you know, because Leroy Butler came in that year, but he was a Prop 48, so he didn't play his freshman year. Um, but we went to Miami. Vinny Testaverde was a, you know, quarterback. Um, I mean, the one thing about the Miami rivalry, from my perspective and many of my former teammates and even guys today, um, do we like them during the week we play them? Absolutely not. <laughs> we do not like them. But I tell you what. They are a team that when we look in the mirror, we, we saw ourselves because of their swag, because of their talent, and because, you know what, they took no prisoners, you know. And so we didn't like each other that week, but I tell you what, we had a tremendous amount of respect for them. And college football is so much better when our two teams are where we used to be. And I think Novell, you know, is getting us back to where we need to be and hopefully Miami continues doing what they're doing so that game can have some significance. And in 1986, it started having significance, and um, we were up by, man, I can't remember the exact score, but we were up at halftime, and Vinnie Testaverde led them back to defeat us. But what people forget is um, if Danny McManus would not have broken his wrist or thumb, something on his hand, on a field goal, he was holding the field goal, and ended up breaking his something in his hand or finger extremity. But um, and they came back to beat us. But that was the game um, where we were on national television, and Coach Bowden pulled out the famous throwback, where Keith Ross um, took a kickoff return out of the end zone, came out to the what eight yard line, threw it back to the sixth, crossed the field to me. And I took it, you know, to the house of six and that was a good coming out party for me because it, it exemplified, you know, the speed, you know, on the field. You, just my ability to play and, and one of the many big time plays I had against Miami. You know, I, you know, I always said, you know what? Uh, those Miami players might want to talk about how many times they beat us, but you know what? Dexter Carter was a Miami killer. And that 86 game on that kickoff return was one of them. And then the next year in 87, they came to Tallahassee. That's when they beat us 26-25. But what's interesting is, uh, let's see, Leroy, uh, uh, Ronald Lewis caught a Danny Mack pass to get us 26-25. But right before that, to get us in position for that touchdown, we ran a wheel route. I ran a wheel route out, out of the backfield. And one of my favorite routes, and Danny Mack threw it up in double coverage with Benny Blaze back there and Bob McDowell, both great NFL players and Miami Hurricanes. And, man, that was one of the greatest catches that I ever had that put us in position for that touchdown. Now, what's interesting is when we scored that touchdown, a lot of people say, If we would have kicked Dexter Point and tied it and tied that game, we would have ended up winning the National Championship. But Coach Bowen, you know, he called a timeout. We were going to kick Dexter Point. He called a timeout. And you know what? Players kind of convinced him, hey, Coach, let's go for two. And, And we went for two, tried to throw a pass to Pat Carter, and it was incomplete. But if I had to go back and do one thing, One change in that game on that play, I would have taken me out the game because we did a play action pass, tried to draw the linebackers in to get it to Pat Carter, and I think if Sammy Smith would have been in the game, it would have gave more credence to oh we're going to run it right up the middle, you know. But hey, at that time, it's hard for a uh, sophomore, you know, out of Baxley, Georgia. And say, hey, coach, I don't think I should be in there on this play, man. Once you put Sammy in, it'll be <laughs> more believable. You know, um, you know, and, 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 and thinking why that makes a difference is, I don't know if you remember, it was Denver Broncos against somebody in the Super Bowl.
0: And, um,
1: what was the running back from Georgia? What was the uh, Hall of Famer? Number 30, I know who he is, but my mind goes blank at times.
0: I don't know and if you just trying to ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I but, know, It's on the tip of my tongue.
1: <laughs> but um, anyway, he got a migraine.
2: Oh, Terrell Davis.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Terrell Davis. He got a migraine, came out the game, couldn't play. And Coach Shanahan told him, you might can't run that ball, but you need to be in there because of the impact that you would have on the defense. And you know what? He went in and it sucked those linebackers up just like he intended and that's what could have happened but you know what none of us ever ever questioned coach fowler about making that play call because you know what hey he's a genius he did exactly what we wanted him to do and we just came up short but unfortunately you know if we'd have tied it we'd have probably had our first national championship (laughs) you
0: know yeah i'm not gonna lie i was i was down near that end zone when <laughs> when we missed that two point oh my word <laughs> that was painful those were you know and there were some very very painful years against Miami I mean to say the least it was
1: it was and a lot of people um and then let's see that let's see that was the oh <laughs> the most painful Danielle was probably the year after you know uh, eighty eight when we were preseason number one, Miami was defending national champions and somebody came up with a bright idea to uh display not mine but the um the talent the talented uh musical rappers that we have on our team and created, you know, the Seminole rap. Now, nothing's wrong with the seminole rap. All the backup singer, I was terrible, but I was a backup, I was a backup singer, and and, and I, I thought actually it was pretty good, but Jimmy Johnson, who was a nemesis to me, not only in Miami, but he was a nemesis when he went to the Cowboys and became, you know, our biggest rival with the 49ers, but Jimmy Johnson is a psychology major, and he knew what to do with that video, and um two things that was key. One, we were supposed to play them fifth or sixth in the game in the season, and by then we would be rolling. But CBS saw us preseason number one. Miami, I think they were preseason number two, but they were pissed off because they were defending national champions and didn't lose many people, but they put us number one. Well, Jimmy Johnson, being the psychology major he is, smartly, called his captain and the leaders of that team into a meeting and showed them for the first time. And boy they took that and they I mean they were beast because they ended up beating us 31 to zero. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to attribute it to, but at the end of the day they beat us thirty one to zero. I think we shouldn't have played them the first game. We shouldn't have moved it up to the first game. But I was excited at the time but um, but they ended up beating us, and we came back and destroyed everybody else, and ended up finishing two or three in the country again. Again, Miami stopped us from winning another nat- you know, our first national championship.
0: Yeah, you know, and and before um, the last interview I did with Coach Bowden, we actually talked about that uh, we about the fact that um, he would have to he would play Miami and Florida every single year. And there were a lot of years, you know, he, you know, like you just said, there was a lot of years that the winner of the um, Miami-Florida State game determined the national champion. A lot of years also <laughs> that the Gators got involved with that, too, because we were all in the top what? Five. Five? Yeah, three? You know. And they didn't have to play each other. I'm <laughs> never going to get over that.
2: There's this quote right here that uh, it kind of resurfaced once uh, Coach Bowden passed, but it says, as good as we were, we didn't win a national championship until 1993, mainly because we kept losing to Miami on missed kicks. I used to get mad because nobody else would play Miami. Notre Dame would play them, then drop them. Florida dropped them. Penn State dropped them. We would play Miami and lose by one point on a missed field goal, and it would knock us out of the national championship. I didn't want to play them either, but I had to play them. That's why I said when I die, they'll say at least he played Miami. Yep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> a awesome, awesome quote. And he's a- actually true. And, you know, it's interesting. Florida State, we won the national championship three times. Just imagine, we could have legitimately between the years I was there, Leroy Butler was there, Deion Sanders was there, Dedrick Dodge. I mean, some great, great players. Um, uh, we could have at least had two national championships, you know, possibly three, you know, and then you add the wide rights. See, a lot of people remember those wide rights, but they don't remember, you know, the 87 to 89. So, I mean, really, Coach Bowden could have had, man, he could have had during the 90s and late 80s, he could have had at least five national championships to go with the uh, other two that Florida State won. So, but it's a hey, neither here nor there, I guess. But one thing I'm glad about is, you know, um not just you had you were more than a fan. You were on the sideline as a youngster, you know, you had a, a a a you had a a vested interest with the team. Um so so all of those experiences created who we are today and I'm just glad there's people like yourself that don't forget those moments because I I understand young fans, um don't remember me. Don't remember a lot of us back then. You know, remember Dion because that's prime time. But you know, not only just being friends with you, but knowing that you are a true historian of the game and you keep the memory of us and our experiences alive. So I appreciate that, my
0: friend. No, oh, thank you, Dexter.
2: Dexter, I wish you could see the jersey she's wearing right now. People on Facebook Live can see it, but uh, she's she's truly your number one fan. She's rocking the jersey in studio right now.
1: You know what? I was being I was being modest. I pulled up Facebook. I see you, girl. <laughs> and she's she hey, she has always said that she was, you know, my number one fan. A lot of people say that, but Danielle displays it. So I appreciate you representing me here in 2022, girl.
0: Always. I got to tell you cuz this you know this jersey is priceless to me. I don't even I don't want anything to happen to it. I don't want anybody to spill anything on it. I don't want anything, you know, touching it. Um, so I, you know, I kept it. I kept it up, you know, in my room. Um, but last year for the Miami game, I was like, I got to do something. I got, I got to channel. I got to channel my '80s vibes, and and, and it's got to be Dex. So I wore it to the Miami game. And what happened? We won. I'm crediting you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know what? I I feel so fortunate because, one, you know, I lost three times to them, but I was able to get them my senior year. And then coming back as a coach, you know, on the staff and being able to beat them, you know, as a coach. So I feel very, very fortunate having a chance to beat them as a player and as a coach. So, you know, wonderful two moments for me.
0: Yep, most definitely. I, I, de- and I definitely consider you the Miami killer always, no matter what. Um, cause <laughs> you and I've always agreed, and I, and, and I'll just go ahead and ask, who's the bigger, who's the bigger rival to you, Miami or UF? Oh, it's Miami without a doubt. See, we've always agreed on that. This is like a point of contention with the fan base sometimes. And I'm like, no, if you were, if you were at the games in the eighties
2: and nineties, trust
0: me. You had you had a hate for Miami that I cannot explain.
2: I think it was Mike Martin Jr. He said, uh, "UFS for the boosters, Miami's personal."
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's
2: a that's a brilliant way to put it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of yeah, how everyone yeah. feels. I'd like to think.
1: Absolutely, and I've never heard that, but you know what? That is right on point. Now, UF don't like it because they want to be all the rival. They want to be it, but they were not our priority. We want to beat their butt, but I'm sorry, you did not take precedence over Miami in the rival department.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I, I I wholeheartedly agree, and I, you know, and I, I I think the people that think UF is the bigger rival. Um, we're the ones that kind of came along later, um, and it because Spurrier did kind of throw a wrench in it and got everybody all fired he up. Did. Um, he did. Back then, but before we were we were already in the trenches with Miami way before that, so we were already solidified on them being the rival. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I hate, and I hate to you know you know say I like a Gator. You know there are some friends that I have on the Gators, but they know that. My feelings of what I just said. But, um, what I, I have to give Spirit some credit. You know, Spirit was like Coach Bowden in a way. Coach Bowden, I remember one time we used to, uh, destroy teams. And people were like, man, why do you run the score up on people? Coach Bowden was like, okay, I put my backups in. What do you want me to do? Call plays for them to fail? <laughs> I can't do that. I, he said, I can't coach both teams, you know? And Spirial was that way. Spirial used to light teams up, and I did respect him for that, you know, because you got bike-ups that work hard, you know, um, walk-ons that work hard. And, you know, you can pull back a little bit, but you can't call plays for your players to fail. If a team can't stop you, fault their coach, not not you, not your team.
0: That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, no, and that is how smart you're played, too. Most definitely. It used to make me mad, but that's just because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't necessarily a fan of his at the time because of the, uh, no. the rivalry with coach, um, between coach and him. Um, yeah, but Florida wants to be our big rival, but they're not. Sorry, Gators. Yeah. And what I
1: like, uh, what I like, Danielle, is one, um, I mentioned earlier about, um, Uh, Novell, what he's doing, and I like the direction. Um, I see, man, college football is so much better when Miami and Florida are relevant in the whole scheme of college football. But if Miami wants to take their time to come back, we're not going to wait for them. We're going to jet, we're going to jet past them, (laughs) and we're going to become relevant again in this, in this national championship race.
0: Yeah, tell me, tell me your thoughts on how the team's doing, because, you know, we have the three losses. Um, yes. But Wake Forest. Competitive. Competitive.
1: Competitive losses. See, people forget Wake Forest was in the ACC championship last year. Yeah. So so they're not a bad team. And um, so the losses we've had, you know, we all can look and we can pick and, and dissect and say what we could have done, and literally we could have won those games, okay? Now, Clemson was the only one that we lost by a touchdown, but, um, you know, they got us, they got us, you know, but nobody expected us probably on their side, expected us to compete the way that we did. Now, I remember when Novell first came, um, the, his first year, I remember postseason we didn't make, obviously. But I went to the Cotton Bowl, and it was Memphis State against Penn State. And that's relevant because Novell stepped to the side before the season was over because he had already committed to us. But I had the opportunity to see Memphis State play Penn State. I was very encouraged when that game was over. Now, Penn State lost. I'm I'm sorry, Memphis State lost. It was competitive. But what I was looking for, what signs could I see that had Novell's touch on it that can give me encouragement moving forward with Florida State. And when I look at the running backs he's got now, I look at the running backs he had then, and you look at the running back that's on the Dallas Cowboys number 20,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, played at Memphis State, and there's a few of them in the league. The NFL loves Norvell's running backs mm-hmm. because when he recruited them, he's recruiting them, for example, just being honest, I would fit his system today better than I fit – just being honest, because I was gotten the eye back then at Florida State and at San Francisco, it was more of a West Coast offense. Jerry Rice threw it here, John Taylor threw it there, Brent Jones threw it there. So it was never any matchup problems that was caused like teams do now with guys of my statue. You know, I was 5'9", 170. Um, what Norvell does is he takes guys that can be a slot or running back even though I did that, but he specifically brings them in here, and he creates plays for you know, and creates mix matches. And when I saw Memphis State play Penn State, I saw it, and it excited me. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, it, it took a few years for him to get the players that he wanted in here to fit his scheme, and he started calling plays. Nothing against Dillingham, but – but it's just different than what Norvell was calling at Memphis. Now he's calling the plays, and I see the glimpses of what I saw when he was at Memphis State. So he's taking advantage of that talent, and he's getting the guys that fit his system in here. That's why I believe the best is yet to come.
0: You hear that, no fans?
1: Hey, and I think Travis is a bonus. He's a bonus because, man his improvement over the last couple of years, which you're supposed to improve, but with his legs, his intelligence, and his ball placement, and getting him the receivers that he needed and those running backs that he needed, and then he can run? Oh, man. i yeah. tell you what. I, I'm excited about um, uh, just continuing to plunge forward, you know, with this Florida State team.
0: I am too. And that's such a good point. I mean, he's, he's a true dual threat quarterback. And a lot of people, you know, for a long time just thought, you know, he, he wasn't throwing. He, you know, and just assumed he wasn't, you know, he couldn't throw. That to me, the issue is always the offensive line. You gotta give him an OL to throw. And Norvell right. d- is, plugged, is plugged in those holes
2: now. He's been working on it. <clears throat> Norvell's also done a great job of going out and getting playmakers, too. You see 6'7", Johnny Wilson. That's a guy we haven't yeah. had. We haven't had a guy like that on the roster in the past, you know, since the national championship team, really. A guy of that caliber that can go get any ball. I mean, having a big wide receiver one like that's got to boost Jordan Travis' confidence a ton.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He has done a good job. And the transfer portal has helped there. But still, you've got to get guys. That actually, actually fit what you can do. Now, you know, um, I'm only going to spend about 15 seconds on this, but the only gripe I got with them is one, they should have brought Dexter Carter Jr. in. That's what they should have done. Cause he, when, when I see Pitt, uh, what is number four Pittman
0: from mm-hmm.
1: Oregon? Man, I see, uh, just a tad smaller Dexter Carter Jr. and with a little less speed. You know, but anyway, that's just me. I'm sorry, I just had to plug there for a minute you know? <laughs>
0: but, but um,'m glad you did. We need another Dexter yeah. Carter on this team. I'm all well, for it well
1: I, well, I tell you what Dexter you know hey he's gonna hit pro day this uh this spring and let the chips fall where they may man but but he definitely uh, a next level player, you know, in the NFL, he, he, um, I tell him, I said, you know, your journey has been not quite the way it's supposed to be with all these power five offers. But I said, you know, um, when you were ranked one spot behind Lamar Jackson coming out of high school and eight spots in front of Kevin Ridley, you are still that guy. Believe it. You know, you had to fight through injuries. Um, but, but you are that guy believe you're still that guy. But Florida State missed out on him, but Florida State got another shot with uh, my with my freshman in high school right now, you know who who has gotten an offer from Florida State, Auburn, uh, not Auburn, but uh, Florida State, Arkansas, Nebraska, South Carolina, and then yesterday he got Ole Miss. I Ole Miss. saw that, so I'm excited about that. So you know, um, you know, I told him I said, "Hey, Florida State was my journey. I love Florida State." You grew up Florida State, and yes, you have loved Florida State, but I said you got three more years, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, and we'll see where the chips fall, and you know, we'll see, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, I saw that about Ole Miss, congratulations on that, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool.
2: Well, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't get the uh, the Miami Killers' thoughts on the matchup this weekend, and kind of just this Miami team, because... People, I mean, you know, Miami, kids can, Miami fans can move the goalposts all they want. They thought they had a legit team coming into the season, and to kind of see them unravel, you can chalk it up to a new coaching staff or losing weapons or guys getting hurt. But either way, this Miami team is just not the team everyone thought it was going to be. I'm curious, what do, what's your, uh, your thoughts on this matchup this weekend, and kind of what do you expect to see out of this game?
1: Um, you kind of hit some facts on the head. Um, uh, Miami was ascending. And then, you know, they hit, you know, descend. Um, but still, you cannot count them out. One in Miami, the game is sold out, and just the fact that um, one it's a rival game, and the head coach, you know, played in this game. He played against me when I played at Florida State. So. Maravall, I think that's his name, Cristobal. Cristobal, um, Cristobal. Yeah. It, you know he. You know he. They've always done a great job of having their legacy players, former players, around, and 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 he made an extra emphasis, you know, um, in that when he came. So because they they you know went down after they came up very quickly this season, you know, let's not underestimate them. If we go out there and play our game. Are we supposed to win? Absolutely. It shouldn't even be um, an issue whether we're going to win. Now, it's going to be competitive, and um, I say let's just not take them lightly because when you go player-by-player matchup, they they can't match with us. What Alex is doing with that offensive line has been incredible over a two-year period. I have got to give him props for that one. Our running backs, man, when I look at them, them, multiple ones, the feet that they have on them, the way they hit holes and can get from within a six to eight inch, you know, right to left, making guys miss.
0: We lost him for a Yeah, I think we might have. Dex, you still
2: there?
1: His <laughs> phone connected to my car.
0: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on one second. Sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> wow. Well, Hold up.
0: This is the most dexter thing ever.
2: I mean, that's that's just real real talk right there. That's we are in the real, real, real I mean, talk this, studio. This
0: is the unedited version. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am so looking forward to those guys, man. They are representing Florida State. Um, the way us former players appreciate it. We appreciate the effort they're giving because I remember, you know, they have the legacy Walk on Friday nights where there's a way for us, former guys that want to come in, you know, arm lock, walk the whole field with these guys. And then somebody has been selected former player to speak to the team. Well, I did it. um Was it last year or two years ago when that, when Clemson came to town and they canceled the game. Um That was
0: the COVID so I, year. Yeah, that was 2020. Yeah.
1: Well I talk to the team, and I look back at my talk to them, and it applies so much to what's happening right now. Because I saw players that were so focused on, you know, we could be down 20-0, to zero and a player will make a play after he's being beat multiple times, and he'll get up and, you know, touching his chest, and, oh, it's all about me, 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 me. And I'm like, really? Dude, you just got beat twice, you know? So, so... So what I see now, I see less of that and I see accountability, but I see effort. I see true effort on every single play. Cause when I played, um, and I, and guys played with me, man, practice, man, practice is where we won games and you strained. There, you could see a player when he's straining. It's a controlled strain where you're giving it all you've got, you know, and that's your focus. And I see it now. I am, man, I did not think it was going to come back, or I didn't know how soon that visual was going to come back to Florida State. But when I see them playing now, I see it in the players, and I see it in the play calling. I see it in the coaches. That strain that they have, you know, no matter what happens on a play, man, they are focused in their tunnel vision, and I love that.
0: Now, see, and he's from the days where – that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean that's that's priceless to me to, you know, hear your input that you're seeing that again. Cause I mean we I I certainly I certainly see it. I mean they're just it's a it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a completely and, different vibe.
1: Yeah. And and you know what, Danielle? It's like it's gotta be a won't. And and it's kinda like um effort. You can't teach effort you can't teach energy and effort. It's either you have it or you're not. But what I noticed is that there was a group of uh, uh, because recruiting changed. Uh, recruiting changed where a lot of the these uh, and I'm not saying negative anything negative about them. But the two four sevens and the rivals and all this. Uh, instead of coaches going out and recruiting with their eyes, they were taking the word of you know. Recruiting services. Who's a five star? Who's a four star? You know what? The one thing I did like about um, now uh, about certain coaches. Now you may be a zero star to them, but with my eyes, I can see what you are and what you can become. So I'm gonna bring you in, and I, you know, and it's my job to develop you. Um, but what I noticed when Florida State was losing. It was a lot of those paper five stars. And see, when you have two or three bad recruiting years, they start showing in your performance. Just like when you recruit good, you have two or three good recruiting years, and all of a sudden you start having those good years. It's not a shock. Based on what you're recruiting, if it's real and you can develop it and they're, and they're talented players, it's going to start showing somewhere between two and four years. And nowadays, coaches don't even have four years. You better get it done with the coach that recruited before you. You're going to have to get it done with his players for two years, or they'll get rid of you, you know? Yep. So um, so they're doing a good job recruiting good guys that are good, talented, and they're showing it. They're showing
2: it. The thing I really like about Norvell is he's, like you said, so many of these coaches are just become victims, and, you know, they – they buy so heavily into these these recruiting services, and like you said, two four seven rivals. There's a new one on three now. If you go back and look at the running backs Norvell has had at, at Memphis, so Antonio Gibson, the running back for the Redskins right now, not even yeah. ranked on two four seven his senior year coming out of high school. Kenneth Gainwell, running back for the Eagles, he's a backup. He's a guy who played everywhere at Memphis, ranked sixteen hundred and fourteenth by two four seven coming out of high school. And then Paul, Tony Pollard, who you were just talking about, was the eighteen hundredth best player according to 247 coming out of high school. So Norvell is not a guy that's going to star chase. He, he's going to go out and get the guys that he knows that can run his system. And he's done a great job of it, especially with the running back so far.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know what? I don't know if uh, Norvell going to want me sharing this story, but but Coach, it's all about respect for you and and the details of your recruiting. Um, I brought my, my son, who's getting all these Power 5 offers, you know, he started getting them this summer before ninth grade, and and I had taken him to Novell's camp right last year, and I've taken him the last two years. I personally thought going into his eighth grade year, I thought he should have been offered from my school that has seen him grow and develop. Right, so so they didn't offer uh, two years ago, so I took him last year. Now, he should have been offered, but he was on the field. Now, the coaches that were on the field with him, I believe they saw his talent, but they had no leverage to say, hey, coach, man, this guy is good, whatever, right? So, you know what? We go home again. So, I started having a conversation with certain coaches. You know, I was just saying. I said, you know, we all offer these young kids on potential. So, it's not – you know, you can, you, you don't have to be honest. They don't even have to honor the, so much happens over the, you know, a, a guy gets offered his freshman year. There's three more years. He's going to get more offers. You know, who knows where he's going to go? Who knows whether you're going to still want him? So to me, an offer doesn't hurt, but it can sure help to put an impression. So I wanted, I wanted that offer, right? Well, we get South Carolina, we had Arkansas, Nebraska you know, um, in the summer. Right. And I'm, and I'm, ooh, I'm like, man, my school should have been the first one. Well, I take him, I take him up to the, the, it was a Seminole showcase.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the, the invite camp and, um, Devin tore it up again. He killed it. But I saw Novell watching him this time. Right. And he came up afterwards and, um, you know, put him to the side and said, um, you know, he said, Now, and I have to respect him for this. You know, he did it partly because he had to, and it wasn't to bring me down. It wasn't that. So my pride had to be intact. He said, uh, Devin, he said, I'm not, he said, this is not because of your dad. It's not because of who your dad is. He said, he said, I am offering you because of who and what you are. You know, and see if I had a if I had a sensitive, you know, soul, I could have been like, "What? It does matter." <laughs> now, now I do believe it matters, but I also believe, you know, the top, the kid, the coach has a seat in in the kid that which I see. You know, so so again, I said the offer should have came a year ago, but Coach Norvell wanted to go through his process, and you know what, he went through it. And it was perfect timing. Yep. So You know, perfect timing. So he just had to, you know, let me know or let Devin know. And he's looking at Devin as he's talking to him now. He's not talking to me, you know. But he had to let him know, hey, in due time, in due process, you know, this moment was going to happen and it's going to happen today. Because you exemplified, you know, that you have the potential to be the type of player that uh, we think can help this ball club be the national champion that it can be. I love it. So anyway, yeah, so that's my that's my story that uh exclusive.
0: You're exclusive. We got the exclusive on the offer. I love it. I was so happy when I found out about that. Um, but that is Norvell. I mean, and and, and going back to stars because I know Erica made a comment about she feels like uh, stars have made um, kids so focused on recruiting services they forget passion, hard work, and focus. And and yeah. that's so true. And that you know when we interviewed Norvell um, a couple years ago. One thing he said, because I asked about that, I said, you know, how do you feel about this whole star thing? You know, is a three-star with heart better than a five-star on paper? Stuff like that. And he said, I can't control what stars they are coming in here. But I can become what... I can control what kind of stars they become on that field.
1: I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was just... He's, I mean, everything Norvell says could be quotable at some level. But um, that's how he really treats the team. And that's, you know, um, my only concerns this weekend, of course, TVD back. Um, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on that. I'm sorry, who's back? uh, Van Dyke, their quarterback that was injured. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, he is good. He is good. But you know what? He's still got to go up against that. That
0: defense we got, yeah. And I mean, it, to be honest with you, I'm not sure <laughs> I would want our our linebackers. I don't know if I would want.
2: <laughs> no, and and he's he's really struggled this year. Like like you don't know if you if you chalk it up to like we said earlier in the show. If it's like him losing. They lost Charleston Rambo to the draft. They lost. I think his name was Mark Pope. He transferred to Jackson State to go play for Dion. He lost a lot of a lot of weapons. I mean, his leading receiver right now is a tight end, and the offense they run they they. They run the ball probably, you know, sixty percent of the time, seventy percent of the time. So, I mean, he's just completely changed up his game this year. I, I'm, it's not going to be the same Tyler Van Dyke that we saw last year with that Rhett Lashley offense that was just he was airing it out. I think he had 300, 400 yards in his pass in his last like five, six games of the season, which was ridiculous as a freshman to do. So, I'm, I'm curious to see what yeah. he looks like. But you know, like you said, it's Miami FSU. They're going to come to play.
1: Right, right. And I think you know what I'm going to give the kid. You know, I don't know how healthy he is, but if he's healthy, um, you know, hopefully he's gotten some work in practice more than just this week, and he is who he was last year. So I'm going to give him that. He can be who he is, but our offensive line might be the most improved, but I'm going to tell you, he's still got to deal with that defensive front, and in my opinion, the second most improved segment is that secondary. So he's got to deal
0: with that. So he doesn't put any fear in me. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I agree. That's why. Maybe that's why Cristobal saying he's 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 potentially going to play three quarterbacks. I feel like we're having Steve Spurrier flashbacks. Remember how he used to rotate quarterbacks in and out? Um, right. <laughs> drove us all crazy. But um, yeah. So I mean, it, but like you said, it's a rivalry game. It looks like. I haven't. I never officially heard that it was sold out, but I did know tickets were yeah pretty much yeah, gone.
1: Yeah, I heard it today uh Danielle. Okay, they put it. Yeah, say that it was officially sold out.
0: Uh, okay, well, I'm hoping. I mean, I, I I'm hoping a lot of those are FSU fans, but
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. I, yeah. I think our Seminoles are going to show show up and show out.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. But it, you know, of course, it is a rivalry game. Um, and it's Miami. It is my most, um, hated game of the year, if I can say it that way. <laughs> I just don't like them. I can't help it. It's Dexter's fault. <laughs> he, he made it too fun in the 80s. <laughs> <He> yeah, made- <laughs> I did. You blame it all on me, my I'm going to blame friend. it all on you. <laughs> it was just, it was the, the 80s, there was nothing like it. I mean, even watching the 1989 game and, You know the fights at midfield and stuff. Refs weren't even throwing flags at some point. I mean, they they just—that's what you did. You know, it wasn't even—it wasn't even that until um, Dexter finally had enough. (laughs) Exactly.
1: That's (laughs) right. You know what? I took it upon myself to throw my own flag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is to me it is the most legendary moment in. FSU has and, and FSU Miami history. I'm sorry, we were all cheering and going crazy. Danielle, yeah,
1: and Danielle, it should be shown every Miami home game, for every Seminole home game against Miami, it should be shown. It should be shown every year.
0: Yes, I think they should. <laughs> I think they should. They should like. We should. We should force it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on yes, the jumbo yes. ride. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, that's huge. That it, it was huge. I mean, but that was I mean, you that's how what? we did not like each other.
1: Absolutely. You know what I think the Marvin Jones hit. Yes. Should be on there every year and my flag should be on there every year.
0: And then Stanford Samuels and Roscoe Parrish. Yeah.
1: Woo! Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh my word. Only only the the, the bad the the bad thing about that one and it it was raining. I mean to me it was a clean yeah. hit. It, it was raining so he, it wasn't really stoppable. Um but uh, Roscoe Paris actually did end up in the hospital I think with internal injuries. Um oh, Yeah, after that hit. Yes, it was oh. that was probably one of the most violent hits I've ever seen. But like I said it was raining there was really no way um to stop. Yeah. The movement like <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just one of those, so. But yeah, you you and Marvin Jones definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome, awesome. Well, hey, are you guys going to the game?
0: Um, I am going to be in St. Augustine actually um, okay. tonight. I'm actually leaving in just a few minutes um, to head down to uh, St. Augustine for our concert tonight, and um, we'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was contemplating going down um, to to Coral Gables tomorrow night, but it's probably not going to happen. So, how about you? Um,
1: Well, you know, we live up here in Evans, Georgia, and um, uh, I'm going to be at the Georgia-Tennessee game because Devin will be there as a recruit. Oh, true. But I will have my phone out watching my nose because they kick off at 730 also.
0: Yep. Yep, I know you'll be watching, and we'll be cheering with you. So, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm always nervous when we play Miami. I'm sorry, it's just a rivalry. It's, I, it's. I'm always like that. Not nervous because I don't have faith in my team. It's just, it's a rivalry, and absolutely rivalry. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, Melissa just asked, "Did you say Evans, Georgia?" Yes, Melissa. He did. Um, yes, I'm reading the comments. Yes, he's up there in Georgia. So that's the Peach State that Bowden made sure to recruit. That was, and that was a key to Florida State. Then you know you got Charlie Ward, you got Dexter Carter, um, getting back in the Peach State and recruiting there. So absolutely, always important, always critical. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, well, Dex, you got any final thoughts?
1: You know what? Just excited to have this moment and be this excited. Because two years ago, three years ago, you know, we weren't that excited about Seminole football. You know, um, so to be back at this point and, you know, and the team and the coaches making us proud and giving us something to look forward to, um, and we're not even where we want to be yet or we where we know we're going to be, but we're excited. And I'm glad for us to be back at this point. So um,
0: so go know amen to that all right Dexter I can't thank you enough it is so good to get to talk to you again
1: thank you thank you 13
0: number, <laughs> one, fan. number one fan always Dexter's number one fan well I thank you again my friend um so that's a wrap let's get it done thank you Dexter
1: <laughs> all right Hunter Hunter thank you and uh, Danielle
0: All right, thanks, Dexter. All right, everybody, it's Danielle Kelly, D. Kelly 21, in studio here at Real Talk 93.3 with Hunter Steele. Special thanks to Dexter Carter and to all of you for listening in. As always, go NOLS!